You're about to enjoy an It Takes Three Network podcast. Welcome back to Let's Talk OC and OC podcast. I'm Michelle. I'm Liz. And tonight we are joined by our girl, our trivia correspondent. You hear her every week giving us the great trivia and the tea. Our the girl, Tish. Yay! I was telling Aunt that you were joining us tonight, Tish. And I was like, I hope she does the tea tea tea. I do it every time. Yay! We love it so much. But Tonight's episode is all about Ryan Atwood. This is hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you find this hard too, Tish? Because last week, Marissa, I felt like even though her character, you know why? Because her character is so up and down that it was easy to find the good and the bad. Where Ryan, I feel like kind of just really floats by with the drama. I mean, I feel like everything's really dramatic with him. But he's he consistent. doesn't like. He's a consistent. Yeah, yeah, he's consistent with it though. So I felt it hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tish, what made you pick Ryan for this episode? Uh, you know, as for the character episodes. Um, I think I was gonna pick Marissa, but that was gone. But then I was like, I really loved Ryan, and just he's so complex, and um, I just really kind of like like that complexity about him. But he is sort of the same throughout, but he's complex. If that makes sense. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Consistent. Consistently complex. Yes. yes. <laughs> that should be his like slogan. My name's Ryan. I'm consistently complex. <laughs> At your service. All right. So Ryan Atwood, as we know, was portrayed by Ben McKenzie. First appearance was in episode one of season one, the pilot. Last appearance was season four, episode 16. The end's not here. It's here. The end's not near, it's here. Sorry about that. Total amount of episodes, 92. Wow. That's all of them, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, Relationships. (laughs) He was involved with Marissa, Teresa, Lindsay, Sadie, and of course, Taylor. Of course. Now, Tish, who was your favorite relationship for Ryan? Is it a shocker, but Marissa? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'd hope so. (laughs) That's mine. I think I'd have to choose that as well. I mean, you're At a big fan point. of Ryan and Taylor, though. I am. I know. I did. You, you know did, what? I you... do. I did pick Taylor. Yeah. I did. Oh. Yeah. But, you know, we just got off the Marissa high. So I was like, a Marissa. <laughs> <laughs> but in a whole, I felt like the maturity level was a little bit more there. Obviously, they're older. So it makes more sense to be in a more mature relationship as you get older. So I did enjoy him and Marissa. Yeah. But I think. I think I have to go with Taylor. Yes. All right. So before we begin, we do have our ice cream scoop of the week provided mm. by our buddy Mike, Dell underscore Vasto on Instagram. He says the scoop of the week for Ryan is Super Kid. Oh. For the ice cream bonus episode, I had picked Cookies and Cream because everyone likes him. Mm. But I remember going back and forth between Cookies and Cream and Super Kid. I decided to go with Super Kid this time because I wanted a superhero flavor for our beloved Kid Chino, since he is always saving people. 
While in the beginning it appears the Coen saved Ryan, but in reality Ryan saved them. We saw this in the Chris Hot episode, how important Ryan was for them. And sure, in season four, Ryan lost his way and needed saving, but he found his way back in the end after Seth saved him, of course. I also like that both his Atomic County and his ice cream flavor have kid yeah. in the name. Because we have to remember that Ryan and the other members of the core four are just kids. And they have to deal with some pretty heavy adult things as teenagers. So true. Love that. So fitting. What is in this flavor? <laughs> we is it a Canadian flavor, Tish? Do you know do yeah. you know the flavor? Yeah. You so, do. Yeah, I do. So it's um I had to like look it up, but I was like, I'm pretty sure I know what it is. Yeah. So it has like blue, red, and yellow, and it's um usually like a blueberry flavor, and then like a black cherry sometimes, and then a lemon. Oh, Ooh, yes. Yeah. We don't have anything like Wait, that. Wait, don't we have – well, we have this – is it called Spider-Man? We've, yeah. I'm getting flashbacks that we've definitely discussed we've this definitely flavor. We've definitely discussed this flavor. Is it, it because of Mike and maybe we're going back and forth and maybe he did mention that? Maybe. With Ryan and we looked it up? Maybe. It is sounds our, familiar. Is our flavor called Superman or Spider-Man because it's vanilla flavored, isn't it? Right, but it's all different colors, but it's actually just vanilla, which is so boring. It's <laughs> – what a cop-out. Right? You know? I'll look it up after. Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it curious. is. That's what it is. It's Superman. 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 Yeah. Okay. Okay. Huh. And I remember as a kid, you're super excited to get that because of the colors. We we're like, oh, this is but really, it's just, vanilla. just vanilla. So. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Love that flavor. Okay. So let's get into the highs and lows of Ryan from each season. Let's start with season one. Tish, what do you have for Ryan's highs? For his highs? So I kind of struggled, but then I was like, how detailed do I go? Because I have like one mm-hmm. list that has like two, and then I have another list that has like five. So I decided yeah. to make four major points, I think. Yeah. So I said getting adopted by the Collins, which makes sense. Like that's going to be his highest high. Yeah. And then um, his friendship with Luke, Seth, and Marissa in, like, that epi- the, um, episode 12 when they're, like, we're the misfits and they, like, oh. all get together at the end. Yeah. I couldn't decide if I liked his relationship with Teresa, so I put it there as, like, a high, but I'm not sure how I feel about it. Hmm. Like, feel about it overall, even in the whole series or in this particular like season in, one. in season one, like I'm not sure if I feel like it's a high because it kind of like disrupts Marissa and him and I'm like, they're my OTP. But mm-hmm. I'm also just like, it was so good to see like his past. I'm like, I have to put it in there because it's kind of a high, but I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I can. I agree with that. Right. Because it's so true. And, you know, he makes the decision. He finds out she's pregnant doesn't even know if Ryan is the father and Ryan's like no I have to go take care of my family as he tells Sandy we take care of our own and so that to do that is so admirable but then everything falls in the meantime Mm -hmm. right I had because of that I literally had stepping up to the plate to raise his kid as a high so yeah 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 Yeah, like it almost wasn't really like the, a low point for him. He's like, oh, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Like I never even considered putting it for a low point. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it, it's a struggle, but it's one of those where, no, I have to do what's right. Right. Yeah. I don't think he actually wanted to leave. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. And then I had rescuing Marissa in uh, TJ, and that was my other TJ. Uh, yeah. 
for sure. What did you have, Liz? Uh, I had being adopted by the Coens gave him a sense of purpose to do better and be better. Yes. That was his high for me. Yes. I had all the highs that you guys have, I think, but my number one was, which is an obvious one, but allowing the Coens to adopt him. Yeah. I mean, without that, he didn't have to say yes to that. He could have said, I'll just be part of your family, but kind of more on the outside and not take on the name. Was it on... Is it on his wiki that it says Atwood Dash Cohen? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this made me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because you never see it written like that, even though he's essentially a Cohen, but really right. he didn't take the name. So I just right. thought that was funny. Yeah. How about his lows in season one? Um, I had all the fights, but mostly Luke. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hanging with Donnie. Donnie. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Life is what you make it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the whole Oliver era, you guys know how I feel about Oliver. Like that whole era <laughs> was just not for me. I know. I have it as his low, how no one believed him when it came to Oliver. Oh, that stinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then also having to do his brother's dirty work. Mm. Yeah. You know? I had finding out his mom just ditched town. Well, That's yeah. I mean, that is- because without that, he never would have moved in with the Coens, hence found all the positive things throughout his time there. But uh, I felt like that was the start of it all. So like really and truly when I think back, I'm like, wow, that was probably the lowest he felt the whole season. Like, like just not wanted and nobody's there for you. And now you have to move in with these people. And like, luckily they took, you know, they wanted him to be a part of the family and without them, he wouldn't have had any highs because Newport was pretty much like a high, even though it was t- crazy for him, it was better than Chino. Right. Are you talking specifically when he goes back to the house and no one's yeah, there? Yeah, like no one's there. And then Sandy's like, I'm not going to leave you here. Yeah. So just get back in the car. I felt like that was his lowest moment. Of course, he has low points during the season. But I felt like for me emotionally, that was probably his lowest. And even when Sandy finds Dawn... And, and she's like, you guys she, take him. Yeah, she comes back for casino <laughs> night, and then she tries to sneak out in the morning, and yeah. she tells Kirsten, take a He's care yours. of him. I can't do it. Right. And then Ryan overhears that. It's awful. Yeah. Also, the pressure to be put on Kirsten. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. So true. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I so felt like, sad. even though we do grow to eventually like Dawn and you wish yes. better for her, that was, it's the start of it all, where she's just not. She's not there. I also had when, in the finale of one, when he says goodbye to Seth. Mm. And Seth is so cold towards He's him. He's so mad. Yeah. And Ryan has tears in his eyes. This is very fresh. I watched it last mm-hmm. week and it tore me up. But that was so hurtful. He's like, wow, my new best friend slash brother really can't even look me in the eye. Right, because I'm doing, I'm pretty much disrespecting him by my choice to leave yeah yeah i also had yeah. in that same aspect like leaving the only home he knew like to go back to uh chino with Teresa, like he has to leave this home that has become his home so i felt like it was kind of like an emotional low yeah and a roller coaster yeah, yeah. like i just was here a few months back and now i'm here in in a way that it's kind of like not you not that you could predict it but like Maybe people where he's from do get knocked up and they have, you know, these certain situations where they have to make it work. And so he's probably like, oh, I'm back here now 
living the life I probably would have if I didn't move in with the Coens. So it's like full circle. I know. Which is weird. Yeah. Uh, Season two, Tish, what do you have for highs? Um, I had like his academic stuff because he really Yes, me too. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, we see him like shine (laughs) in that area. Um, Convincing Lindsay to give Caleb a chance. Yes, mm. which is so huge of him to do. I have that on my right, list as well. Right, because Caleb hated him at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um, getting back with Marissa. Yeah. And then my last one, which is kind of sad, but I really like it, was convincing Kirsten to go to rehab. I felt like that was like such an accomplishment oh. for him, but it was still so sad. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> it, was, it was what he said to her that kind of pushed her over the edge. Like, I already did this with my first mom. I'm not going to do it with you. Yeah. Yeah. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> and he even had that power, too, when he convinced Kirsten to come around on the idea of Lindsay. Yeah, that, yeah. too. Which was also a super big to – because that's such an awkward situation. Oh, my God. That was the – as much as I – as much as we don't like Lindsay, her story is entertaining. No, I'm – so I'm rewatching as as everybody knows, because I keep <laughs> saying it, but I am just reached this episode in my season two mm journey and i still dislike Lindsay, but it's true the storyline is very it's juicy it's good you're like oh caleb has a daughter and it just so happens to be who ryan's dating so that makes it so much more complicated i mean yeah. just as complicated if not more so than dating marissa right it's like okay i just did this so it's not going to date someone else it's more complicated right and even for kirsten you really feel for her like she said her i know this isn't a kirsten episode but the performance <laughs> of her when she like calls her like yells at her dad and throws a vase at yeah. him it's like wow kirsten i feel you it was so yeah. good she's like wow this is my life I, yeah can't believe it but yet it's my my father so maybe i can (laughs) right yeah uh one of the other highs i had was like convincing seth to come back to newport right in the beginning Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's true you know seth wasn't going to come back nope he was enjoying his time with luke yeah (laughs) luke luke love luke what do you have, Liz? I had getting more scholastic question mark. Yeah. I felt this was really hard. Season two high, I was talking to Michelle. I felt that this was really hard. Um, more, I guess the most, the more positive moments were when he was trying to apply himself. And then him getting involved with Lindsay kind of like took it down a notch where he's like, all right, now we have to deal with this. Right. But then he ultimately go, gets back with Marissa and things are looking up until the whole Trey situation. So I I put Marissa and him reuniting also as a high. Yeah, for sure. Tish, what about Lowe's? Um, (laughs) My first one is being a sad sack after Lindsay left. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I love it. He was pretty depressed after that. Yeah, he swore he was going to, like, move. Like, Seth had to find him at the bus station. I know. Oh, yeah, he was, like, going to go find her. Dramatic much. Yeah, and then obviously the other big one was the Trey stuff. But I said, like, honestly, not believing Marissa to begin with. Like, he assumes that his brother's telling the truth. And it's Teresa who has to be like, dude, Marissa's the one telling yeah. the truth. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. Yeah. Teresa. I just yeah. got chills over that. <laughs> that moment just makes me She's boil. Like, wow, really? You're going to believe Trey, your dirtbag brother, mm-hmm. over Marissa? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had Trey coming back into his life, just yeah. causing issues. 
same. I had I had almost been killed by Trey and vice versa, almost killing Trey. <laughs> yeah, it's like mean, your lowest moment is trying to kill your sibling. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, not would, a good look. <laughs> I would say so. Yeah. Okay, moving on to season three. Highs, Tish? Um, this one was like kind of hard, I felt like, because it was like he mm-hmm. was all over the place. But I have mostly it's just being there for Marissa. Um, good friend yeah helping johnny when he needed the like surgery the money yeah he didn't have to do that no. yeah and then getting into berkeley those were like yeah. the highs i could think of yeah that that's what i had like f- finishing that scholastic route being the first one to graduate and his family and then get accepted into berkeley which is a great school just like good for you ryan you really stepped it up mm-hmm. yeah super proud that's what i had as well what about the lows i wonder if we all have the same lows yeah watching marissa die in his arms that's probably the lowest moment of his life yeah probably i so i also had yeah. deciding to give up on school and become a fisherman oh. yeah <laughs> he was so lost then too yeah and marissa's like what are you doing yeah, yeah. and what are you doing ryan the jealousy over johnny and then and just being so frustrated with Johnny, like, come on, Marissa, right. why are you helping this guy? Yeah. And then fighting so, you know, an Oliver situation over again, <laughs> you know, yeah. except Johnny wasn't like a sociopath, but yeah. Yeah. And then fighting Volchek. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know Aunt and I were talking about Lindsay last night and he's like, I get because Will, when he wrote into us, he said, you can't deny that Lindsay didn't drive a story. And so Ant has now changed his tune. So every time we talk about Lindsay, he's like, okay, I respect the fact that she does drive a storyline. <laughs> he's However, like, she's just so boring to watch. He's like, at least Volchuk is like fires you up and makes you mad. So mm-hmm. you do find it entertaining to watch. Yeah. And I was like, it's a more. Okay, Ant. <laughs> you know. I was going to say it's more fulfilling, but not really. Like when you watch Lindsay, I liked it could have been anyone that they chose. I'm not saying the actress, but I mean, I'm assuming this role of Lindsay was just to be this like basic, boring, white bread, like no, no oomph to her person. So while everything around her was really interesting, watching her specifically, like her by herself, it was, you didn't need that. She would need to be interacting with other characters to like, have a good and I almost wish that if we were going to keep this character long if we could have just brought her back for Caleb's funeral yes for an interaction with Kirsten even say oh I spoke to Lindsay my sister Lindsay Mm -hmm. just bring her back I heard from her she's doing okay you know how I am with the forgotten I know I don't do well when (laughs) characters are just forgotten into the abyss yeah black hold I hate that yeah Yeah. no I don't like that (laughs) I don't like that Okay, season four, highs, Tish. Um, okay, so I had more because I caught, like, a little more specific here. Yeah. So I just said, like, rescuing Taylor, like, being there for her with the whole Henri Michelle stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are kind of all together, but, like, growing up, so he's, like, willing to meet Frank, but he also realizes that, like, he also saved the Coens as well, and just seeing, like, that evolution of him growing as a person, we get a lot of that in season four. Yes. And then going to Berkeley and becoming an architect. Yeah. yeah. He had a, he finally found his way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. I was very similar on that. I said finally unraveling his emotions, which he tends not to do, um, and let others help him instead of helping them and allowing himself to feel love again. Yeah. Yeah. It's big. Yeah. He was so closed off from the beginning of the season and then finally he's like no i'm okay mm-hmm. yeah we're gonna be okay and just learning to live with marissa's death which is right was such a big hurdle to deal with lows um, mm-hmm. yeah the marissa depression yeah. yeah first episode yeah 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 really hard where he's he's fighting to feel something because he doesn't feel anything at all and just the aftermath of aftermath of that which I feel like he wasn't connected to anyone. He wasn't he wasn't even speaking to the Coens really. Right. He wasn't living there. So and then trying to find Volchok. Well, I, I have that yeah, too. That like, was really hard. Was super low because he was so wrapped up in finding and catching well, Volchok. He wanted to catch him or kill him. Yeah. Way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, once he moved past that, I felt like as the season went on, we didn't have a lot of not a lot of lows. No. Yeah, like Frank coming back in was kind of low. Right. Yeah. Really not. Sorry, Tish, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say the only other thing was stringing Taylor along a little bit. Like, I just felt like that to me yeah. was a little iffy. And I was like, I don't know if that's a mm-hmm. low, but that just made me so uncomfortable. Right. Like, no, I agree oh, to that. We should just be friends. I'm yeah. not ready. Yeah. But then again, I'm kissing you. So. <laughs> no, I yeah, definitely agreed. agree agreed. with that. Okay. So, Ryan's most iconic moment to you if you had to choose one what is it it's not it's a a moment it's luke telling him welcome to the oc bitch that is so iconic (laughs) because that's the first time we see like that anger in ryan and we know the character that we're going to be dealing with yeah i have um whoever you want me to be that's mine too (laughs) but again these are pilot moments yeah but because you're setting up this character and you're like oh okay and i'll never ever forget marissa's face to the day i die she's like okay (laughs) like who are you but also can i have a smoke because you're cool (laughs) right you know yeah Yeah, totally with a cigarette in his mouth so I pulled out on Instagram asking people what their most memorable punch was. And overwhelmingly, mm-hmm. the vote was, you know what I like about rich, rich kids. kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I wanted to see if we could go through and what you guys had down for season one, two, three, and four, the ultimate punches of the season. <laughs> Which can go both ways, you know, can go metaphorically and physically. So for season one, I had along with everybody on Instagram, you know what I like about rich kids. And also when Ryan and Luke punch the bullies that are yeah, picking on Yeah, they Luke. team up together. I love that scene when they're both in the field and they just look at each other and throw two punches. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have anything for season one besides those two? No, I just had my most iconic punch was, you know what I like about rich kids? Yeah. yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for season two, I put when he season two was hard for me but when he punches trey yeah you know gotta get that aggression out yeah i didn't know if you had anything different tish i was like i couldn't even remember if he actually punches anyone in season two (laughs) yeah no same yeah Yeah. uh for season three i have when he punches dean hess dean hess i almost picked that as my favorite punch but it's not the most memorable yeah and you know there i know there's a little bit of Volchuk in there as well 
Tish, did you have anything for season three? No, as soon as you said Dean Hess, I'm like reading my notes and I was like, is she like, I was like, we're like the same person. (laughs) (laughs) Great minds, my friend. And then for season four, I have when Ryan finds Volchak Mm. in the hotel room and punches him. Right. Besides that, he's just punching, you know, random people in this fight club. I don't think he really punches anyone else, right? Besides Volchak? I don't think so. I don't think so. But that one's iconic. He's like, I could kill you, but no, you deserve to go to jail and you're going you're going and that scene is so crazy because Volchek is just in the room and he's just like he's just letting uh, it crying yeah. he's like ah, it's, please don't yeah. just let me suffer so good it was so good what is your favorite Ryan quote he had some funny lines yeah I didn't go with a funny line though I just said well it's sort of funny words are kind of not my thing <laughs> just felt like that summed up Ryan in a nutshell. Like, this is Ryan Atwood. I, words are just not my thing. <laughs> uh, Tish? Yeah, so I had, um like, whoever you want me to be, but I have it from the mall episode when him and Marissa are eating the french fries in the diner. That is my favorite, like, yeah, interaction. Yeah, so he puts it in his mouth. Yeah. It's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. I had, um, I can't change where I'm from, but I can change where I'm going. That's Aww. from the mug. It is from the mug, but also I feel it's just so... Not from the mug. I mean, that's the quote we chose to put on the mug. Right, <laughs> right, right. And actually... No, it's so perfect. Will probably didn't know we were going to ask this question because his this was his question for Tish oh. this week. His was, I will unpack later. Oh, yeah, when he smiles like he's such a giddy kid. I'll unpack later. Yeah. I'll hang out with my family. Yeah. Uh, Lisa sent us a very funny graphic from Bustle.com, which I will post. And it's a pie chart of what makes up a Ryan Atwood. Oh, my God. I saw that. Did you see it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it says 5% one-liners that break through his stoic demeanor. 5% love for journey. Yes. 25% terrible home life with alcoholic parents. Mm. 20% resolving problems with his fists. Yeah. 10% white tank tops and chokers. <laughs> 10% Marissa drama with assorted stalkers, Oliver, Trey, Johnny, etc. 10% following dreams despite that being frowned upon in Chino. Aww. 5% rescue complex. And that is it. So I, w- I will post this. It's very funny. That's cute. Uh, thank you, Lisa, yes, for thank you. sending that. Okay, Tish, if Ryan was an emoji, <laughs> which emoji would he be? All right, so I have a really weird one, and I have a really long explanation, but I think just bear with me. So okay. yes, please. It's the red and blue knotted rope. I think it's a new one, but oh, okay, I don't know this one. Yeah, oh. yeah. So it's the red and blue knotted rope, and the rope signifies like hard work. But here's what I said: I said it looks like a tangled mess at first, but once you unknot it, you have two pieces of rope that you can do anything with. That's just like Ryan. Once you get to know him and unknot him. You can do so much with him and you see that he is you can you can see that he can be used. Oh yeah. so beautiful. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, the possibilities are endless. It's so true. <laughs> it's so good. I'm embarrassed to say Same. Mine. It's the punch because yeah. that's mine. Mine's also the punch. <laughs> It's the fist. It's the fist. The fist that's punching. Yeah. But also yeah. not for violence, but like, hey, fist bump. Fist, yeah, like, you're, my, you're a cool dude, right? But Tish, wow, we should win an award for that. It was so good, Tish. Yeah, I went very surface with that. Yeah. Okay, if Ryan was a bagel, 
What kind of bagel would he be and what kind of schmear? A schmear. You can go first, Tish. Okay, again, super complicated. But oh, I love it. I went Me too. with the, a jalapeno Asiago mozzarella bagel. Oh my god, that sounds <gasps> so good right now. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, with a uh, with a vegetable um, schmear. Um, uh, but yeah. I said so. The jalapeno is spicy for the fight in him, but also the sarcasm. The mm. Asiago is also sharp, so that fight and bite to him. But the mozzarella is gooey and soft, which is how Ryan can be. That's that's so perfect. God, we have another ice cream scoop correspondent over here. Jeez, emoji correspondent. (laughs) God, I love it. Oh, now I don't want to read mine either. I wonder if we're gonna have the same one. A sesame bagel? No. Oh, I have a sesame. I do have a description, by the way. A a long description. A sesame bagel toasted with butter. Classic and comforting choice. The sesame adds a bit of depth and flavor, and then once you toast, or as it seasons, it gets better. And the perfect addition is the salty, creamy, and comforting bl- butter like his sandy blonde hair. <laughs> wow, that's beautiful. Thank you. I want I want to eat a bagel right now, though. Yeah. I have an egg everything. Mm, good choice. Not toasted. What? I know. <laughs> with a smear of cream cheese. Delish. Thick layer. Yeah, I gotta have a thick layer. He has layers to him. I feel like an egg everything is a fan favorite, mm. and he has a lot going on. Yeah, that, that's a good choice. Right. So that's where I went with that. Egg everything, not toasted, so it's like plump. A soft, plumpy soft, bagel, yeah. lot going on, and then nice layer of cream cheese. Oh, sounds so good. Split in half, and he would eat it in halves, half. not together. No. Because you're an animal if you eat it together. Well, I would just imagine Ryan <laughs> eating it separate. That's how I always eat a bagel. Me too. Me too. I never eat it top and bottom together. You know why? Because we're Jewish? No. Oh. Well, probably. <laughs> but I like to eat a lot. Oh, so I want a savor. Same. It's a savor. Yeah. And I pick it apart. Same. <laughs> now that you guys know how we eat bagels. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Last question. Which Hogwarts house would Ryan be sorted into? I'm also like Curly and have never seen or read the Harry Potter books or oh watching for two films. Amazing! So this, I've never met these many people in my <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> that's that's awesome, though. I think that's hysterical. It's great because we've gotten this question so many, so times. many times. Like, hey, can you guys sort sort them? And I was like, well, we're not going to do a whole episode on it, <laughs> but we'll throw it in for like the funzy right. area. Um. Okay, Liz, who'd you pick? Gryffindor. Yeah, so did I. Okay, yeah. <laughs> to me, it's he's, like a no-brainor. He's classic Gryffindor. Yeah. He's yeah. brave and will, like, strong will. Courage. Courage, yeah. yeah. Just a leader, natural-born leader. Yeah. Wow. Good choice. I love the it. funny, we're two for two. I know. So good. <laughs> well, Tish, thank you so much for joining us this week. Did you have any questions for us or any other moments you wanted to talk about? Ryan? Uh, no, but I did um, figure out my season order, like how I rank the seasons. I know you guys asked that oh, last yes. week. So yes. mine, mine is also uh, two, one, three, four. Nice. Yeah. So I think it's just because, like, I, I always thought maybe season one would be first, but I feel like season two at that point, you know who your characters are, and it's just a little bit better than season. Yeah, that's how we felt when we came off of season two, and now yeah. it's, it feels so long ago that I can't even remember. You know what happened into, yeah. But I remember that I, we enjoyed it more. Yeah, yeah, and it definitely 
confirmed on this rewatch, like as soon as two started, I was like, oh yes, this is yeah, this is definitely yeah. why I, I like two just a little bit more than one because I know these people. Right. Exactly. And I'm excited to see where they go. Yeah. And then I had one piece of trivia that's like, I don't know if it's I had to because it's like, oh I gotta have some trivia. Yes, Tish, <laughs> of course. Um so I kind of researched how Ben McKenzie got the role and basically they were struggling to find Orion. And then the casting director, um, the WB, had sent them over, like, old tapes from the other casting things. And Ben McKenzie had auditioned for a sitcom, a UPN sitcom, and he didn't get it. So the casting director was like, I want him for Ryan. And that's how Ben McKenzie got the role. Wow. Yeah. They're like, call this kid up. Yeah. Jeez. Lucky him. (laughs) I mean, isn't it wild to think if Chad Michael Murray played Ryan? Yeah. It's so hard to think that. It is, right? Yeah. I mean, usually when a, you have characters who are established, it's hard to picture anybody else playing them. Yeah. I mean, Chad Michael Murray could definitely have played like a, you know, misunderstood teen, kind of a bad side that punches. I could definitely see it. It's just hard to envision now that you know who, you know, Ryan Atwood is. It's Ben McKenzie. That's it. Yeah. Right. And also, you just think of Lucas. Right. Yeah. So it's hard to... Yeah. Ryan's yeah. definitely a lot more uh, physical than Lucas. <laughs> definitely have his, his fists coming in first, where Lucas is kind of like, no, we're good. Let's not fight here. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you so much, Tish. We really appreciate you joining us this week. And we just love catching up with you. Yeah, we're so glad that we got to chat with you and that you're our... Uh, a Ryan choice. I know. Yeah. Ch- chose Ryan, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. We hope you guys enjoyed our talk with Tish. We sure did. I know. Well, she has such a sweet voice. Yeah. Such a calm, soothing voice that you can just fall asleep to. Tish Not that you were boring, Tish. Have, no, Tish <laughs> should have a podcast or that just reads poems or stories. Yes, you should start a podcast, Tish. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. You have a beautiful podcast voice. You really do. (laughs) And she's been with us for so long. So long. She's our buddy. Absolutely adore her. A couple of things. We got a couple of questions from Alicia on Instagram at AAW3115. She says, a few questions for you and Liz. What were your favorite seasons slash episodes to podcast about? Oh, to podcast about I mean hard to say it was fun in the beginning but then towards the end I think once we added like after dark that was fun like being able to actually talk about spoilers I think that that was the most fun yeah um so I'd have to say like three and four that's how I was feeling too yeah definitely I think when we added in that where I just couldn't take it anymore. No, you're like, like, hey, I, need to talk about I just it. need to talk about this. And if anybody <laughs> wants to listen to it, that for me definitely was. I think also when we have the guests on. Yeah. When we've had Ant on for any episode. Yeah. And obviously I'm biased because he's 
my husband. Right. But also people thoroughly enjoy when Ant comes on because you're generally, you know what you're going to (laughs) get. Right. Which is opposite opinions of what we have. So it generally is is funny. Yeah. Um, But all of our guests have been great. I know. I loved John. He was on for a Chris episode. Sam and Bobby were on the therapist. And patrons included. I mean, everyone has really, we couldn't have asked for a better run for this podcast. Yeah. It's really, really good. I know. Like, it's really good. It's really awesome. (laughs) We really like it. Good question, though. It's hard. And then she asked for Liz, what changed in your, what changed for you with this watch to make you love and appreciate Marissa so much more than before? Mm, Age. Definitely age, life experience, exactly where I was however many years ago, the, like sitting down as a 30-something-year-old, watching it with pretty much fresh eyes because it's been a long time since I've seen it. So watching her and watching how the story doesn't get bad, like what we thought it was going to get, it just didn't happen. And I was like, wait, no, I take back everything I said about her in the past it's just, I just grew to appreciate her more because I understood where she was coming from since day one or my rewatch. I'm like, wow, okay. She just has a shitty life like her, but she doesn't make it shitty. She's like, I'm going to try and uplift myself in these times, but really they get to you. How can they not? So her low moments, as much as they hurt me, I feel like I understood where they were coming from this time where maybe last time I was kind of just watching it is not and plus again having this podcast we talk about it in nauseam every single week so <laughs> dissecting it dissecting every little bit so doing that dissection made me really dissect her character and like when all is said and done I'm like wait how did I ever not like this person so right yeah they're just it's just age I think it's honestly age and just looking at it in a different way perspective and then everyone coming in and pretty much saying you know I was wrong about her too in the beginning and now you guys have kind of changed my opinion a little bit it's like all right so I know I'm not alone yeah and everyone else is feeling the same thing so I guess it's just the way we were we were watching it this time just watching it differently yeah it's a great answer I mean, obviously, Thanks. I agree. I mean, yeah, because my. But I mean, you you never loved Marissa. I never hated her. But you she never hated my, her, but she wasn't top. your favorite. No, right. after this way, and you know, with watching with two, and you know, she's so much more fresh and yeah. just rebellious, and she's so crass to Julie and Caleb. It's like, can you blame? Can you her blame her with everything that's happened? And then so excited for boat, Jimmy. <sighs> with the beard and then boat Jimmy's like, Oh, actually if I can't be with your mom and I can't really make it work here, I'm going to leave. And she cries in his arms. I'm like, please Jimmy. don't go dad. Yeah. Please don't go. Please and don't go, he's dad. like, I'll stay and hold you for tonight, but I'm leaving. It's like, yeah, no wonder asshole. why Marissa is so messed up. Anyway, <laughs> you guys an are probably like, we get it. You guys like Marissa. Uh, thank you so much, Alicia. Thank you. Let's go into Patron of the Week. We sure can. Okay. It's Patron of the it's Week. It's Patron of the Week. It's Patron of the Week. It's Patron of the Week. Who will it be? It's Patron of the Week. So this week, our Patron of the Week is Tish. Tish! Tish, our, our trivia correspondent, who has been with us for several years. Our IT3 Days... 
our tree hold talk days back in back in the day when we uh we did all those fun things and she has been so incredibly kind to us throughout the year sending us you know games to do or whatever it may be and just extremely thoughtful and she never misses a beat we have never not heard from her which is the consistency i mean it's perfect you're like on the ryan on the ryan consistency episode and tish has always been consistent with her just regardless if it was trivia she always had something to say and add to the episode so we just really truly appreciate you and really really love you because you're just a sweet little gem i consider her i when i talk about our podcast family which i talk about you guys a lot yes i'm super proud of our community and our listeners in this podcast and i always mention i'm like oh we have friends i consider you guys friends so canadian friends canadian friends (laughs) friends all over the country from this state you know if i know where you're from and not that i'm stalking you don't worry but you know uh friends in brazil or friends in australia it's just it's just so cool that is cool we have this common connection but it's so much more than that yeah Yeah. definitely thank you tish thank you Liz, for your patron of the week of course so we got a new Apple Podcast review, Woohoo! and I'm really excited about it. So KEB0207 rates us five stars, nice. says it's delightful. Delightful? You ladies are a delight, and so is your show. Aww. I watched The OC back when it originally aired, and I've adored it ever since. It is my favorite show of all time, and it's so nice to find people that still love to talk about it after all these years. I've listened to three seasons of your podcast in the course of a couple of weeks, and I'm basically like season three Taylor Townsend, and in my head, you are all like my friends now. Oh. You're a member. Oh, you're... you haven't even gotten to season four. <laughs> it's so sweet that we're already your friends. I know. Oh, thank thank you, you so much. If you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts and you haven't yet and you're considering it, maybe Drop us a little review, rate us five stars, a little Christmaca surprise. Yeah, we really, I mean, obviously we enjoy getting them because then it makes our podcast more visible. But it, it the best part is that we get to read what you guys have to say about yeah. us. Generally, they're positive. I mean, we've had some, we've some had iffy some reviews negative. in Wait, there. We're not for everyone. No, we're not for everyone. But and, and that's just fine. seeing it and us getting to share the moment together of reading it, it's just, it's really... It's something special. Yeah. So thank you so much for taking the time to write the review. And we just super appreciate it. Uh, I also would like to announce that we currently have a fanfic contest going on. Big stuff. Yeah. So it's Chrismica themed. You can get all the details on our Instagram at Let's Talk OC or on our Patreon. It takes three network.com. It is posted there publicly, but it's a fanfic contest. Like I said, it's Chrismica themed, and the theme is the Coens go to a Chrismica party and dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. Whatever you want it to be. That's right. So we're asking for two to three paragraphs. Email it to letstalkoc at gmail.com. You have until December 15th to submit. So you have one week left to submit your story. And then the winner will be announced on December 16th and will win a t-shirt from everythingtheoc.com. Our buddies. Yeah, they're so great. Check them out. They're the best source for everything OC on the internet. But I'm really hoping we get some entries. Last time we did this, we had great stories. We did. We got we got a bunch. We did. It was awesome. And then Michelle's brother-in-law ended up winning anyway because he's just the best. I know. And, and we did not do that on purpose. No, of course not. Because 
everything the OC is going to help us pick the winner. Right. And so we had runner-ups and we loved reading them all. I do want to – we read the one, the winner, on a episode, but I do want to share the others. Yeah. So I'll probably post it on Patreon. That's what I did last time. Yeah. So you can read everybody's. They're just so – it's just so fun and it's Christmica and it's the season, so – Let's get creative. Definitely. I also want to wish a very happy birthday to two of our patrons, Vic and Lisa. I hope you guys have a very, very happy birthday. Yeah. Wishing you the best. Yeah. Uh, That's all we have for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out at Let's Talk OC on Instagram and Twitter. Let's Talk OC at Gmail. And we'll be back next week with our episode all about Seth Seth with our patron Mike. Yay! Mm -hmm.